I am Brandon Lachance. This is the co-host. Tony Miles, what's going on? And this is the first episode of Edge of Your Seat Podcast. <laughs> Man, like I said, we have been talking sports, being friends for a very long time. Why not give us mics? Why not give us some headsets and let's talk some sports? Yeah, put it together, right, Brandon? That's what I'm thinking, too. Definitely. And, I mean, with people that are always talking, always doing stuff, there's always something to talk about. Especially we are huge sports fans. Bears, Bulls, Cubs, Sox, we could talk anything. Even stuff that's not Chicago because we're from the Chicago area. <laughs> so it's awesome. Uh, we're going to call this Edge of Your Seat Podcast with no the. The, what is a the? Kills creativity, kind of sounds boring. We don't need a the. We got all the creativity we need. Definitely. We got Tony. He's a creative genius over here. Be careful now. We know, <laughs> we know who's really doing all the work here. Nah, not me. <laughs> anyway, let's, we'll do a little intro. Nothing crazy about us. Uh, like I said, longtime friends. Probably known each other at least a good 20 years. Hell yeah. yeah. A good 20 years for sure. Yeah. So as we get these podcasts rolling, you'll get little stories here, stuff there. I would say secrets, but you don't want to know our secrets. No, little tidbits. Good things you need to know. You know. Exactly. Secrets don't need to come out. Well, we should, since this is the first pod, first podcast, we should tell them how we met. I'll let you tell the story. Okay, so, uh, yeah, we actually were uh, right around sixth grade, and uh, we had a buddy, and uh, we won't mention any names, and uh, Brandon started some crap with us, and uh, I had to whoop him up. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, the situation, I don't remember exactly what happened, but uh, Brandon and I kind of got into it, and we knew each other as well, but uh, that was that was pretty interesting. I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, you kind of grabbed my head a little bit. I, I think I got the worst case of it, and we got in a little bit of trouble, but boy, I tell you, I think that kicked off our friendship pretty well after that. Brandon had long hair at the time, too, just to let everybody know. And now I'm bald. Very, very bald for the last, like, almost 10 I had years. I to point that out, you know. <laughs> Definitely. But yeah, best of friends, do everything together, know each other's families, I was yes. at your wedding. If I ever get married, you will definitely be there. Absolutely. Don't know if that's going to happen. Maybe. We'll see. Hopefully. Maybe somebody will be lucky enough. Maybe. <laughs> I think I got a good one now. We'll happy, see what happens. Happy to be here with you, man. Awesome. It's always a pleasure, my friend. Always, always a pleasure. The area that we are in is called Illinois Valley, and there are some awesome, awesome things going on sports-wise, and especially in the town that we both live in, Mendota. We have the Mendota Soccer Boys Soccer Team. Sorry about that. The Mendota Boys Soccer Team won its third regional in four years on Friday. It was crazy. I was there. The environment, the atmosphere, people were going nuts for soccer. It was amazing. Oh, well, you know, the crazy part is is how this game went down, and I can't wait for you to tell the story about that. This is, this is I mean, you can't make this up, can you? No, no. <laughs> so Depew Hall is also a local team in the area. They both know each other well because both – uh, players from both squads playing like club leagues and stuff like sure. that over the yeah, summer. Yeah. So they all know each other. Depew Hall actually got a 2 nothing lead. Mendota comes back, ties it up 2-2. At end of regulation, nobody else had scored. They go to two 10-minute <laughs> overtimes, still 2-2, so we have to go to PKs. Mendota came through. I always mess up his name. Emiliano. Emiliano Artiago. He's a good dude. I'm sorry I messed up your name. <laughs> Yahir Diaz, Jonathan Cortez, and Ivan Figueroa each made a penalty kick for Mendota to give them four, while only Robert Harrison and Calvin Schmullinger were able to make a PK for the Little Giants. You got to hear this from the huddle. It was interesting and exciting on Mendota's side.
So you could tell in the huddle, they were pumped. It gives you chills, man. Definitely. Awesome. You got to give a big, big, big uh, standing ovation, a round of applause. Shout out. Shout out. There you go. <laughs> Sophomore goalkeeper, Yanni. I'm sorry, Yanni. I'm going to brutalize your last name. It's like Curlicholios, something like that. Great kid. Awesome to speak to. He came through with two huge blocks in the penalty kick section to help Mendota win this game. Sound like a little nervous belly there, you think? Who, him? Yeah. I mean, he was pumped. Yeah. Like, he had just blocked two of these huge shots. Amazing. And then this bald reporter guy wants to talk to him <laughs> about the game. So I always, I get it from time to time. We were sophomore yeah. in the moment, but he did great. I, I thought it was really neat. Uh, yeah, and with that win against the Little Giants, the uh, Trojans actually captured their third regional title in four years and are now headed uh, to the Class 1A Peoria Christian sectional where they will play the defending state champs, Quincy Notre Dame, at the semifinal uh, Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. So best of luck to Mendota. Um, MHS coach uh, Nick Byers is a friend of ours as well. Uh, didn't realize how good of a team he had when he took over the team this season. Uh, but it looks like he knows that everything's falling into place in uh, MHS as it goes to the sectional with an 18-4-1 record.
So obviously, Medota is pumped up. Uh, the Little Giants, unfortunately, somebody has to lose. I mean, right. both local yeah. teams can't win. But they were only 7-6 and six on the season and came in against Medota 18-4-1 and four and, won and made them go to penalty kicks. Pretty impressive. They almost won that game. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's impressive. Yeah. And you start off with a 2 nothing lead, too. So, yeah. I mean, that's, that's amazing on their part. I also spoke with uh, the Pew Hall coach, Martin Moreno, after the game. He's excited for the future of his squad. I mean, it's young. They go to the battle with Mendota. I mean, that's got to be nothing but positive going forward for the program. Right. I'm going to help them out. And you're going to hear two voices on here on this quote. Um, Marino, not very fluent in English. Great guy. Just needs a little help. So he had his assistant coach, Robert Rios, translate for us. Que, que fuera a ser tan rápido, ¿verdad? 
time, how we planned on, you know, and, and they just, they reacted the whole time. We didn't, we didn't make any subs other than when, when they cramped up and we had to get a lot more minutes. No subs, and then, you know, they played, you know, 100, uh, you know, like two, they played the full game, what is it, 80 minutes, and then another 20 after that they played, you know, with no subs, they're, you know, tired, and uh, so, they, you know, they responded, you know, we couldn't ask for any, any, any more out of them. So, I'm proving you that I try to get people to spell their names so they're spelled right. <laughs> and I, we are also a bilingual show. We don't speak Spanish, but if we need a translation, I will play both I'll for you. I'll tell you, so I'd you love listen. to learn it, though. You know, I, I, I've tried before. That'd be nice. Yeah, I mean, we've lived here for a while, so yeah. we have friends that are bilingual and stuff like that. So, we both picked up things, but it's still kind of hard to learn, even if you're oh, around gosh, it all the time. Yeah, that's crazy. So, uh... Let's get into this World Series thing. I think I think this is going to be an epic World Series. Now, I know that 2016, the Cubs-Indians, whether you're a Cubs fan or an Indians fan or not, that was an epic World Series. I think this can beat it. I really do. Uh, I think the pitching matchups are insane. Uh, I think this comes down to a Game 7. Um, what are you thinking, Brandon? I think that the Cubs and Indians were one of the best series that I've ever seen in any sport and environment-wise, the it wasn't even really a crazy rival, but it, no. it halfway through it started to be. People were getting chippy in the in the stands on the field, and it started to become like, okay, this is business, business. But wouldn't you agree that Cleveland and Chicago are kind of the same fan base a little bit in a lot of ways? How the Browns, the you know, Browns and Bears fans can kind of relate to each other. The Indians and baseball fans. I could be wrong. And I, but that's what it made it even better because yeah. both are trying to chase these crazy, I, I don't know, you don't want to call it a streak, a losing streak, a curse, whatever you want to call right. it. Both of them were trying to do that. So it was kind of, that made a great storyline. And I know, and maybe I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but I mean, when you put the likes of a Patrick Corbin, um, who I think is one of the best pitchers in the game, and I think he's going to have a great World Series. I actually think it comes down to him and Granke in the night, or in the in the seven, game seven. And, uh, when you put Scherzer in there, you put Justin Verlander, you put Garrett Cole, I mean, Steven Strasburg, come on. That is some pitching matchups. You know, I really believe when it comes down, who it's going to come down to is who pitches better. You guys are going to laugh at me, whether it's going to be Brad Peacock or if it's going to be Annabelle Sanchez. I really do believe that game four, where it's going to kind of be the Astros bullpen against Annabelle Sanchez, I think Brad Peacock actually either starts that game or he comes out. I, I think Houston wins game one. I think Houston wins tomorrow. I do win. I do think that. I just I think Garrett Cole wins his two starts. I, I don't think there's any way you can beat him. I really don't. And I, I, you know, I don't know, but the guy is a stud. But I think it's going to be an excellent World Series, and I do believe it will win game seven. I do understand where you're coming from with the pitchers. Way better pitching names, stats, careers, records, everything in this World Series compared to 2016. No doubt about that. I think with the 2016 Cubs and Indians, I think it was more about the hitters. It was more about the offense yeah. and who's going to let loose and stuff like that. And it became that kind of World Series. Yeah. So this is going to be a pitcher's duel all seven games. And I think it's going seven, too. I don't know if I've chosen a winner yet, but I don't see how it does not go seven. No, I don't see how it doesn't go seven either. And speaking of seven, that is game one. That is the over-under on that. I... I, I mean, I'm not a better, but if you're a better out there, I'd be taking the under on that, people. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. my gosh. I couldn't believe that it, the over-under on it was seven for tomorrow. That's yeah, nuts. when you got pictures like that. And I, <laughs> I also like the names that you threw out and who you think it's going to rely on. Yeah. Because, like you said, you know Cole's going to do this. You know Scherzer's going to do this. 
but it's those guys that have to step up in those times that maybe they haven't done it before. They're not the big name, big contract guys. They're the ones that are going to have to come out and prove their worth. Yeah, kind of. and I think a lot of people might think that Justin Verlander's lost something. You guys have to understand that he actually pitched in a in New York Yankee, and it was cold when he pitched in there. And Verlander's not really a cold pitcher. And I think now that you know he's going to be kind of like in a little warmer areas. And I know they're playing in Washington and all, but I mean, Verlander. That's that's another key figure for me too. It depends on how he pitches uh, come game two as well. But I got the Nationals winning in seven. Ooh, I kind of just want to say Astros just because you said Nationals. No. Oh, I don't know. I Bryce actually, was, I, I probably would go Nationals too. I would love to see them win without Bryce oh, Harper. That's the, that's the, it is the only reason I want the Nationals to win that bad. I, I've become a Nationals fan through this all, and that's probably not a good thing for national people because every team it seems like I root for does garbage. But I, I'm telling you, with the whole Bryce Harper thing and the quote he had saying, you know, it's not about the money, I just can't win here, and just – I mean, what a great story, you know. And I, I do. I, I, I am. I, Garrett Cole's always been one of my favorite pitchers, and uh, I really, really, really like Patrick Corbin. I don't know if you watched Steven Strasburg's uh, major league debut. I did. I was excited about it. So to see him in that moment really excites me as well. So I'm telling you, I'm, I'm really excited about this. I did not watch his debut, but I watched probably. I'm going to say a handful of his games his rookie season just because I was excited. I'd heard the name, stuff oh like that. Oh, my God. So I wanted to see him pitch. That, de- well, that debut, real quick, that debut was amazing. That place was so electric, and I know I don't remember exactly what year that was. I don't know off the top of my head. But that place was so electric. I mean, the strikeouts. Every time he struck somebody out, you thought they won the World Series. And to actually see, like, injury-wise and be him be where he's at right now, it's hard not to root for the Nationals. I mean, the Nationals are a good team, great team. I've heard George Springer's backstory. I've, I've watched all that stuff with him. I don't know if you've done that or not. But, I mean, these it's just it's two great teams, but I want the Nationals to win. So that's that's going to be my prediction. Definitely. I can see that happening. If, if we weren't friends and we had a bet or something, I'd, I would go against you just because I want to go <laughs> yeah. against you. But, yeah, I kind of agree. I, I got the Nationals as well. Unfortunately, with the World Series, we're talking about two teams in Washington and in Houston. Nowhere around us at all. No. <laughs> nope, not at all. We're from the Chicago area, as we've mentioned before. You've long-time Cubs fan you are. All my life. And all my life. I have, I'm one of the weird dudes. I rep every Chicago team. That includes the Cubs and the Sox. I wish them both the best. But we congratulate you on that. <laughs> I just, I just want to see somebody win. So if you got two teams you like instead of one, you got a better chance, right? Yeah, right, right. That's what I'm going to go with. That's what I'm going to go with. But unfortunately, neither one of them are in the World Series. Neither one of them made the playoffs. But I am still excited for the Sox because they went leaps and bounds from last year. They made some movement. Eloy proved his worth in the trade. You got to pull that out? I have to. Every yeah. single time we talk yeah. Cubs and Sox, I'm going to do it. Eloy, yep. It was a great trade. Yeah, yeah, great <laughs> trade. No, you know, I think Katana's done a good job there, and we're not going to spend too much time on that because uh, you don't want my blood boiling or anything. But, uh, you know, I do think, uh, I, I told you in the past, I do believe the White Sox will lead the uh, 2020 season in runs, and I think that will happen. I think their offense is just ready to roll. Uh, you can see the writing on the wall. I do think they need to get a little bit of pitching. Uh, I think the, your, your younger guys need to step up. I mean, they're going to have uh, – Oh, Louie come up next year, I'm sure. So that's going to be scary. What an excellent team. You know, so, uh, but there's there's a reason uh, that the Cubs aren't in the playoffs. And uh, we all know why. They kind of blew it in the end. Um, but the one thing I will have to say about my Cubs is there's always next year. 
<laughs> been saying that our entire lives, except 2016. Right, right. Except 2016. I mean, I just think anything that could go wrong with the baseball season kind of went wrong with them. They had the injuries. Yep. The pitching didn't meet the what they were supposed to do. Their expectations. The hitting one game would go off for 11 runs and win 11 1, 11 2, and then the next they're struggling and getting blown out 9 nothing. I did some math myself and I didn't go through Elias Sports Bureau or anything like that. I did this all on my own. Um, you know, I we talked about this as well. Uh, 28% of the Cubs games they scored uh, two, two runs or less. It's almost a third of your games. You're not going to win a lot of games that way, um, but they still average 5.4 runs per game. So if you really put that into perspective, they had some onslaughts and then they had games where I think they were shut out eight times. Don't quote me on that exactly, but I believe it was eight times they were shut out. So, I mean, when, when that kind of stuff happens, and especially you take the last month last month or two of the season, I mean, you, you could not have had a more colossal collapse. And then, my goodness, Joe's gone. You know, so, I mean, it's it was it, there was some writing on the wall there, and that's just the way it goes, brother. Ah, uh, no, and um, a good friend of mine, Austin Plock, was a student at LP. I covered him. He was a good bowler. Anyway, he's also a fantastic artist. Look at this painting right above us yeah. with Michael Jordan, Allen Iverson, Kobe Bryant. He did that for me. And he did one of Joe Madden and Baez. And it's with them hugging. And he's like, he gave it away for free because he's like, I don't know if we'll ever see a chemistry like this yeah. that Joe had with the Cubs. Yeah, and... The Joe Madden thing, anybody can say whatever they want about Joe Madden. There's there's definitely different uh, opinions. I am a big Joe Madden believer. Uh, I believe Joe Madden had his players at all times. You've never seen really any turmoil in that locker room or with that team at any time. Um, I wish the best of luck to Joe Madden and, and the, the Angels organization. I mean, it's got to be pretty hard to go over and coach the best player in baseball, uh, arguably the best player in baseball. I don't think anybody's going to argue with me on that. Mike Trout. So I, I wish the best of luck to uh, Joe Madden and the future without the Cubs. Uh, are we doing predictions on our manager? Go ahead, do it. It's David Ross. I, it's, I've said this from the beginning that it's David Ross. You have to understand that there's going to be a point, I know they have a bunch of arbitration with a lot of players, and I'm sure that there's times we'll talk about that uh, at different times. But the thing is, is that you have to understand that David Ross won a World Series with this team, Brandon. You know, that when you sat there and there was a quote if you ever read right where uh, Anthony Rizzo says I'm a glass case of emotions right yeah, he, who's he standing by? He's standing by David Ross in the World Series Game 7 World Series talking to David Ross about this and David Ross is the one calming him down you don't think there's people in there chirping like Anthony Rizzo's of the world telling people hey we gotta hire this guy? Oh yeah I totally agree as soon as I seen that he wanted the job I was like he's gotta be the front runner. When you have the emotion you have a connection with a team like that and not just he has a connection with the stars and the yeah. bullpen and everybody. I mean, he was a catcher. So he was working one-on-one -on -one with these pitchers for a whole season. Yeah. So he's got the connection. He knows what they're throwing. He knows their strengths. He knows their weaknesses all across the field. So that sounds like a great person to hire as a coach. Yeah, well, here's a question. is uh, say, Let's say John Lester uh, hangs it up in a couple years or so. Does Lester join that team as a pitching coach? I mean, is, is that where this is going? Because that's that's what I kind of believe might be happening here. The only thing I worry about, if you give me a con on David Ross, I love David Ross. I think he'll be good for the players that he has. Um, I worry about free agency. I worry about guys wanting to come play for David Ross. I, I really do. Um, and when you go back to the Garrett Cole, uh, he's going to be a free agent after this year. I mean, I know you're going to have to pay out of the hind end for him. But to actually get like a Garrett Cole, I don't know. 
if Garrett Cole comes to the Cubs, if David Ross is the manager. If Joe Girardi was the manager, I believe Garrett Cole comes to the Cubs. Uh, possibly. I'm not saying it's a it's a slam dunk. but So I do think that there's there's going to be bumps in the roads with that. But I think with the guys that are actually there right now, they would just be super stoked. It's almost like never really losing Joe Madden. It's all you're doing is a training thought's going to be different. you know. Definitely. And some of the coaching stuff. Because Joe Madden, for all his genius, does make some questionable calls. And, and things that he does, he was very unorthodox. Yeah, he's... He, I mean that it's exactly well. The thing is, is you, you don't if he don't take the chances he 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 has taken, and there's a lot of things he gets. Are you say? Do you think we win the World Series in 2016? No, there's no, a lot not of chances. You know he overpitched. You know he he's rolled his Chapman sits there and swears that he overpitched or rolled his Chapman. Hey, you were a rent a player. We we needed somebody. And I mean, did you see the smile on Rolled Chapman's face and disgusting look when Altuve just hit that home run on him? You know, I sat there and looked at it and said, well, you're not complaining about pitching too much in the playoffs now, are you? Because you're walking home. So. No, I, I think Joe Madden did what he had to do. He did what was best for the thing. And the one thing that I always go back to is Kyle Hendricks when the the one game where he actually only pitched like four innings and, and Joe pulled him, I was screaming my head off at that. I was not happy about that. That's probably the one move that I remember about Joe Madden that really upset me really bad. So, no, I, I, I think they're, with the good comes the bad, you know, and that's, that's where we're at with that. Definitely. I totally agree. Well, there's always some kind of misery in Chicago, and it doesn't end on the baseball field. The Chicago Bears, what are you doing? Yeah, well, let's see. What does what look good on them, you know? Anything? The, the defense for most of the season, they had a lapse against Oakland. Yeah. Obviously, they let them come back when they had the lead. And yesterday was a – the Saints did almost anything they wanted to. Their the running game was awesome. Their backup quarterback, Terry Bridgewater – was making Chicago Teddy. Just, uh, just so what did I call him? Terry. It's okay. Terry, make, Teddy. We make mistakes. Yeah, we'll we call him Teddy. He's not a bear anyway, so it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Teddy Bridgewater, <laughs> sorry, Teddy, <laughs> made the Bears' defense, the secondary, kind of look foolish. Yeah, well, let me first give my props to the Saints because I don't feel like they're getting any props after that game yesterday. I think that everybody's all about what's wrong with the Bears. I am a huge Bears fan. I am always been a huge supporter of Mitch Trubisky. I've been a huge supporter of Matt Nagy uh, and everything. And here's what I take away from that. Like I said, props to the Saints on a good game. They played well. Um, your defense cannot sit on that field for over 73% of the plays. Yeah, that is that is insane for a defense to be on the field for that long. It tires you out. And that offensive line needs help. And Trubisky needs to start actually throwing some passes that are on target. Um, or he didn't throw. He hardly threw any on he target. Made, he missed Gabriel. He was missing everybody, overthrowing, yeah. underthrowing, everything that you could miss. He was missing. Right. It was it was very ugly. Um, I'm tired of hearing the uh, right the ship, quote unquote, right the ship that we always get from people. Uh, I think you really need to take a reflection in the mirror and figure it out. You know, I I never thought I would say this. I think Nagy needs to give up play calling. I do, and I don't know if it's mental. Um, I know it's mental for Trubisky, uh, but there definitely needs to be some changes. Definitely on the O line, you got to have time to throw, and they don't have time to throw. Definitely. I mean, uh, there was a like a screenplay. Cohen is wide open, and Nagy throws it out of bounds instead of connecting. He could have connected with him yeah. five yards before. That play you know what I'm talking about? about? Yep. By the time he looks at him, he's already almost out of bounds. No, himself. he was out of bounds. Was he, he was. Yeah. yeah. Tariq Cohen literally went out of bounds, and that was kind of like bold situations. Like Trubisky, why didn't you throw the ball to him in the first place? Yeah. And why are you running out of bounds? You know, yeah. you've seen the guy throw the hat, but. Yeah, there's there, it, it's turmoil right now, and I mean, yeah, we're three and three. Uh, there's there's still time, but the the writing's on the wall, kind of, and the fact that there's nobody thinking the Bears are going to make the playoffs. However, Dallas had a rough week, you know, last week, and then they came back and did what they did. 
So, and now everybody's, oh, you know, Dallas is back, you know. So, there's, it's a week-to-week basis. That's how we are. That's why, that's why we do this, it right? Is, it is a 16-game marathon. Yeah, that's why 16 we 16-week marathon. Yeah. It, it really is. Then you get to the playoffs and, you know, from there on. But, you know, as Chicago Bears fans, we're always wanting to see the best football. And you can never get that with the Bears. No. You, you really and don't. it always goes really on the don't. quarterback. It, it always does. goes on the quarterback. It does. And that's been, a, that's been a problem in Chicago. I mean, I've actually read people on social media say, bring Jay Cutler back. I... No. Oh, gosh. No. Oh, no, gosh. please do not. No. And I will never forget, I was at my mother's house when the Bears signed Jay Cutler. And I literally jumped out of my seat in joy that we actually had a legit quarterback. So Fast forward three years later, and I'm throwing cans and Coke cans and getting all upset because this dude is sitting on a bike instead of playing in a very, very important NFC Championship game against the Packers. And after that, there was no praise worthy to give him. No, so did I. I was I was ecstatic when they got Cutler uh, from the Broncos. Um, I I want to look this up. Maybe you and I can look this up later on. But I think in that game that you're referring to, I don't think he could play. I I don't. I believe that um, if I'm gonna stick up for Jay Cutler one time in this whole podcast that we ever do, I if I remember correctly, there was something with an injury where it went to the end of the third quarter, which allowed him not to be able to come back in the game in the fourth. We'll have to look that up, but I'm not 100%. I see you on the bike. Your legs are moving. <laughs> You're going in a motion. That means you could at least walk on the field and throw a ball. You can play. No, I'm saying legally, <laughs> NFL-wise, I think there was some rule. I don't know. Nope. I could. Call your lawyer. Get him on the sideline. <laughs> get Let's in the game. this out right now. Get in the game. You are a professional starting quarterback. There's people on that field that probably had concussions. He had a little tweak in his leg. He could have got on the field. That's my that's my stance. I agree. I agree. There was there was a lot of issues, and boy, I, I just I hope I hope they they turn it around. I really do because I, I we got a great defense and we need to get it going. But Akeem Hicks out, that, that doesn't help us either. So it's kind of like back in the day with uh, I mean they got to the Super Bowl anyway in two thousand six with Rex Grossman, but that defense was phenomenal. Now defense. it's almost a replay. Yeah, we got the awesome defense, great linebackers, pretty solid secondary. The the line is beast to say the least. They're they're bears. They're yeah. Well, you got midway. Roy Robertson Harris comes in and, and you don't skip a beat really. I mean, you can't replace Nakeem Hicks and plug in the hole. I I, I just don't. But Roy Robertson Harris comes in and does a great job for the Bears. And uh, Bilal Nichols did a well job. And uh, they they're they're deep at the defensive line. However, I, if you're coming to games and you don't care to play, because that's what I've been seeing. I've been seeing you know I've been seeing people take plays off like it's Julius Peppers back on the Bears. You know, because that was one of the worst players I've ever seen in a Bears uniform play. He took games off and I mean by the bunches he stole money from Chicago and that, that's what it seems like I'm looking at is people not flying the ball Roquan Smith not flying the ball like he did in the first week you know it's just I, I don't know it's something needs to change I, it's almost like it's a it's a mental block or a deep dark abyss and they're all in their minds right now they need to get out of it definitely and I'm glad you mentioned Akeem Hicks was not in the game that's a huge you know six seven three hundred and something pound dude not in your line I mean that's obviously uh Khalil Mack, I think they were talking about he. I don't think he didn't have like a serious, serious injury, but he had a little tweak that was making him a little slower than he yeah. usually is. Well, the one person that's not going to make excuses is Khalil. Oh, he's in the game. The he's playing. Yeah. Yep. So I, he's not going to do a color. I could, I could have, <laughs> I could have a three-hour conversation about how the, how he is the easily the best off the field and on the field player to play in any professional sport right now. I'm so player. glad that that happened that he came to the Bears. Oh Khalil Mack is amazing. I love watching him play. Well. 
I think that's enough sports talk for this episode, first episode. I hope you guys enjoyed every single podcast at the end. We kind of want to mix it up, show that we're not just sports idiots and that's all we do and just sports homers and wear sports shirts every day and do nothing else, which we pretty much do, but never mind that. So we're going to do a recommendation of something you like, something uh, that we've watched or read or... um, uh, something going on in the neighborhood that we want to discuss, or the state, or country, whatever. So what do you got for us, Tom? Anybody like books out there? I read. I don't. You don't do. Huh? Do you read? No, I, I don't read, but I read one book. You know, I uh, there was a book, and I still have the book. If you want to read it, I'll give it to you. It's pretty awesome. Uh, you ever heard of Sean Whalen? Yes. Uh, okay. Have you ever read that book, How to Make Shit Happen? I have not. Awesome. Okay, I got the book. Uh, I went through some situations about a year ago in my life. Um, I was given that book by somebody very close to me. I read the book and went very seriously. Uh, For of you that don't know me, I was 240 pounds almost uh, a year ago today. I am now basically 202 pounds. I didn't weigh myself today. Last time I weighed myself was 202. Brandon can tell you right now, I am an avid workout person, and that is all based on Sean Whalen. Uh, Reading his book, it's basically get off your ass, quit making excuses, do what you got to do. So if you're out there and you can get the book, I think he has it on some other stuff too. And, you know, maybe we can reach out to him and maybe he can give us some money for putting his book out there. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's a great book and for real. I mean, if you get time and you're just sitting around, it's an easy read, Brandon. I mean, two hours you can read that book. It's it's, it's a very simple read, very easy read. And it... And it is real. You know, there's there's a page in there, and I can't quote it word for word, but there's a page in there where he literally says, you know, he's like, are you fat? It's your fucking fault. You know, excuse my language. You know, are you blah, 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 it's your effing fault. It's your effing fault. It's your effing fault. You know, and it's really, I, I remember reading that page saying, whoa, you know. So if you're if, if you're somebody that doesn't like criticism, because it's not constructional criticism, maybe you shouldn't read it. But for you out there, that anybody needs a little jolt or a little boost, I mean, reach out to them and look, check that out, because that's a good one. Awesome. And I know I told you off there. I'll tell you on there, too. You are looking good. You can definitely tell you appreciate changed it. some things up. Definitely. I'm still fat, but that's okay. What if I put you, I can probably put you in a headlock now I'll pop your head off. You know? <laughs> there we go. I'm not going to fight him now. <laughs> what do you got for me, Brandon? Let's see here. I'm always doing something. I'm always uh, doing something different. But I'm going to actually recommend not to buy something. We can do that. It's our show. Right. I'm going to recommend people not to buy. This is going to drive you crazy because you know me. NBA 2K20. Yeah, you just pop back in your seat like, oh my God. Why? So I am a huge basketball fan. I played when I was younger. I bought, I think I've had almost every single NBA 2K game. I don't think I've missed one. Oh, I, I don't know if I know many people, anybody more bigger basketball than you are, regardless of playing or watching. I mean, you, like, you've always loved this as your kids. You always got, I remember you getting the sneakers and stuff, getting the shoes in the, in the mail and stuff. I mean, that was back when Amazon didn't exist. You know? <laughs> right, right. The AIs. Yeah, I always, yeah that's what it was. I always yeah, got the AIs. Right. I would work my butt off at Pizza Hut or the grocery store and make sure I could get the new pair of AIs as that soon is, as they came up. That is awesome. I definitely did that. But, this game is driving me absolutely crazy. Okay, so they have awesome modes. They have a my career mode where you make a character, whether you want it to be you or you know a fictional person, and you can play against people in the playground and stuff like that. And they also have a my team mode where you create like a fantasy team. You have to get like kind of like basketball cards of players, and you have to earn to get them. Yeah. 
and then you can create any kind of team you want to of anybody that has ever played in the NBA that's on the game. The people like Charles Barkley are not on the game because they're they're not getting paid for it, so he, he complained right. about it and he's not in the game. Well, for the MLB people that maybe don't play the NBA game, sorry to interrupt you, the MLB people would be like the Diamond Dynasty for like the, the NBA basketball. Right, right, right. Oh. same exact thing. Right. And I think uh, Madden's got like an unlimited, is right. that what it's yeah. called? Yeah. yeah. Same, same kind of concept. That's what I play. I play the my team. This year I didn't even try the career. I just, I want to build the best team. I want Jordan, AI, Kobe, Shaq, all on the same team, and I want to destroy everybody. You that's that's where I go to. Oh, you could be on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> but every time I go to get on, there's a four-hour upgrade. Or I go to play one of the modes that you win some kind of reward. I'll play it. I'll beat the, the challenge. I don't get the reward. You try to send, they called a ticket, to NBA 2K support. Staying the problem. What had happened? Nothing back. They say, oh, well, maybe your wires are messed up. Maybe you need to restart your system. Maybe things weren't hooked up. Like right. people have been playing this for years. I don't think I'm doing right. something wrong. And if you get on Twitter and you put in 2K NBA 2K issues, all kinds of stuff will pop all up. All hell breaks loose. Huh? All <laughs> hell breaks loose. All over the place. And I mean, the game is sixty bucks. I pre-order, so I paid I think hundred and fifty bucks to get you know virtual currency and stuff right. like that. So my team would already be in a good position. So you're a cheater. Sort of. I'm just kidding. It pays <laughs> Actually, for it, though. But if you don't, you're already behind because so many other people are doing it. Right. That's so true. at this point, you almost have to keep up with them. But, Smart marketing. <laughs> right? <laughs> <laughs> so I've tried to put in, like, a couple, you know, a couple extra jelly beans here and there to get different packs. And it's all for nothing because I can't win or play the rewards because it, it keeps shutting down or not letting me get what I've earned. And it's been, the game came out September 6th. It has been that entire time. This, another instance, well, just happened yesterday. Don't they have patches on that, though? Like, don't they, won't they have updates and patches and that fix on that? That's or? the four-hour upgrade. Uh, and then you fast-forward three days, and something else happens. Same issue. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe not the exact same thing, but you can't get an award from a different mode or you know, a different right. change. Something along the, along the same lines. It's right, right. Can't work out the kinks of it. So I'm recommending, if you don't want to lose all your hair, if you don't want your red beard to start turning gray, which mine is, unfortunately, it's starting to turn gray, do not get NBA 2K. He didn't have hair to start with, don't let him lie to you. I think we touched that. Anyway. <laughs> it's been gone for about 10 years. Yeah, it's been gone for a little bit. But if they could fix everything, what they've done, they made some changes. There's evolution cards where you get a card at a certain level. So say like a ruby. If you know how the game works, it starts off with bronze, silver, gold, works its way up yeah, to better right. cards. Yeah, so the evolution cards, they'll give you like an emerald. And then they give you like, you have to score 150 points, grab 60 rebounds. You do that, and then you get to move up to Sapphire. 150 points in one game? No, like through, oh, you gotta like, keep what playing. Is going on? I mean, they just make it impossible <laughs> for you to get that card or what? <laughs> no. So they'll, they'll do stuff like that, and you can make them a level up without having to go get another card. Yeah. All you have to do is earn it, which is awesome. I, I really like the idea. Again, I was in a, a game, I had Stefan Marbury and Kevin Garnett, where they should bend to the next level. I get out of the game, my stats weren't counted. Okay, so I, there's a reason why I said the baseball things, because I play the baseball and I don't play the basketball. So here's my question on that. Like with the baseball game in the Diamond Dynasty, if there's if you have a guy that's a gold player, and in real life, let's say you know he went a week where he hit two home runs and five RBIs or something for, in a week, 
then they boost it up. I mean, he could become a diamond player for what you actually had as a gold player. The NBA game don't do that? No. Oh, okay. But it's sort of like that now with the evolution cards. Sort of, kind of. But it's telling you, like, giving you missions of what you need to do, and then you can boost up. Right. So, kind of like that. They kind of have something like what you're talking about, where, so say... Uh, Anthony Davis has a crazy game in real life. Mm-hmm. So say he scores 60 points and gets 15 rebounds. They have heat check cards. So if you have his card, a heat check version, he will get heat check and there's like flames in the background of oh, his really? silhouette or his photo and it boosts all his stats to make him a better player. Man, they look good the other night. Oh, they did. <sighs> I know. I'm so pumped up they about the start of the season. really good the other night. We're going to talk a lot of Bulls and Bears and more stuff moving forward. We had a definitely uh, and World Series. This oh, is going to be gosh. a crazy World Series. I'm telling you. I'm, I'm a excited. baseball nut, man. I, yeah. oh, I can't wait for this World Series. Yeah, you'll have every sport covered with us for the most part. I'm huge basketball. He's huge baseball. Yeah. We both love football. Hockey, we're learning. We're, we're trying. We're trying. I know you need ice skates and ice. No, I'm kidding. We're not that silly. <laughs> I mean, we, we know, we know the, the gist of hockey. It's just the fact they kind of getting out of the game a little bit and you know, of course, everybody watched in the area when, when the Blackhawks were winning and stuff. So, I mean, we'll get back into that. We'll, we'll learn for all you hockey fans out there so you can listen. Definitely. And I'm into fighting. I've always loved boxing. I always... I'm not into fighting. Sort of like fight UFC. Well, I don't want to fight. I want to oh, watch all the Oh, you're fight. talking about the other ones. <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I like that stuff, too. I think that's pretty I, cool, you know. I retired with you and, your, and the friend at school over a locker. I don't even remember what it was, but we were by a locker. I retired that day. I gave him my box. I can't numbers. say I retarded you. <laughs> that, listen, that's the only untrue thing he's said in this entire show, just to let you know. I've never fought before in my life. Right. Okay, yeah. that's the second <laughs> Anyway, enough of that. Oh, okay. hey, shout out real quick. Hold on, shout out. Go ahead. Happy belated birthday, my buddy. Oh, thank All you. Right. I appreciate that. You know, 43 doesn't look too bad. I guess. <laughs> 34. 34. We'll 34. flip that. 34. I turned 34 yesterday. I appreciate well, that, Happy buddy. belated birthday, buddy. Appreciate that. I uh, wanted to another shout out to Brian Cavelli, the theme song that you hear in the beginning. That's my buddy from college, SIU, all day. Brian Cavelli, thank you very much for the track. Thanks, Brian. Sounds good, buddy. He's amazing. Yeah, he, sounds really good. He's amazing. So, we will be back soon. We are going to try to do these every Tuesday and Thursday. And if there's games, um, you know, sectionals start Tuesday. We'll try to have something up Wednesday, hopefully. We're both busy, we work a lot, we have family and stuff like that, but we want to get this out to you as much as possible because we love it. No, we, we love I love doing it, this. yeah, and I enjoy it, and I, I hope you guys listen, I hope you stay with us, and I, I'm really excited about this. You've done a great job, buddy. I'm really excited to be doing this with you. Thank you, same here. Couldn't ask for a better co-host. I appreciate yeah, it, bro. appreciate it. Oh, that's the first time we pounded. There's the Nux. <laughs> There's the Nux, baby. There's the Nux. With that, peace out. Jim out, baby. <laughs>